There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Here's for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? Oh, Mondays. You know, Connor, uh, makes me want to eat some lasagna. Uh, there's this dog that I have a weird fucking rivalry with. Uh, I've been reading a lot of Garfield strips. <laughs> <laughs> Even worse, we're recording this on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, wait, so, oh, so you can break the illusion, but any time I do it, I get instantly reprimanded. <laughs> That's what improv is. No and. No, <laughs> no but. <laughs> no, no, but you're wrong. Um, Sean, this is Movie Mondays. What do we do here? You spent the week gathering all of the movie news that has happened yes. in the entertainment industry. Not just movie mm. news. Could be TV shows or weird fucking remakes, which I don't count as movies anymore. I'm coming down oh, hard on that side of the line. Strong. A strong stance. Um, if you are into movie reviews, we have them all over on our Patreon now, so the link is down below, but it's patreon.com forward slash here's for higher podcast. And um, we will be releasing this month's movie review in mm-hmm. the next two days, and we are reviewing the movie The Mighty Ducks. And um, we're going to go back ducks. to see are they still mighty? Are they still ducks? We, well, they were never ducks, they were a ragtag mm. hockey team. Uh, yes. Now, I, I I can't believe it. I just rolled over and died on the whole Mighty Ducks. I got pulled out with the hat and I was like, oh, surely, surely there's another film in there that we could pick. Because <laughs> unlike you, I don't have any attachment to them. I, I'll save it for the Patreon. They'll hear it on yeah, the Patreon. Yeah, save it. Save so, it. But if you're into reviews like that, we've also done Batman Begins, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3. Fan 4 stick. Spider-Man. <laughs> fan 4 stick. Oh, we've got a whole host of movies over there if you want to give a review, if you want to listen to any of those reviews. But Sean, we're going to start this week with big news that we didn't get to last week because, and this is very unprofessional of, of us, we were talking too much shit 
and we didn't get around to talking actual news. We ran out of time, and so the viewers, listeners even, suffered because of it. The, because we could have talked proper news, but I think we had too much nonsense to get through beforehand. Weren't and we then talking the show about the been- Bodyguard reboot? <laughs> Oh, we were. It was a good one. <laughs> See, things like that interest us. I know. So I'm excited to hear what got benched so that we can talk about the bodyguard reboot. <laughs> With that set up in mind, Christopher Nolan. Oh, no. <laughs> Christopher Nolan has had a massive... He's done something massive in terms of the cinematic world. And that is, he's left Warner Brothers. Um, and so this, you like think about the bodyguard, and then we we didn't talk about this. But let's not, we're just gonna skip that. But Christopher Nolan, everyone knows who Christopher Nolan is. He's been what Warner Brothers for, I think, for his whole career, um, especially since like the Batman trilogy and all that stuff. So mm. before then, um, but he's had a relationship with them that all of his movies would come out with Warner Brothers. They'd make a lot of money. Everybody was happy. The issue was that last year, Warner Brothers did a thing, Sean, and they pissed off everybody. And how they did it was they didn't tell any directors or any producers or actors or anything. They just decided, we're bringing out all of our movies on HBO Max. And we didn't tell anyone. We're just going to send out a random email one morning to be like, here, Chrissy. (laughs) Directors, producers, fans... All of these people will find out at the exact same time, from the exact same press release. And as we've seen with ScarJo, who is currently involved in all this, Mm. that people aren't big fans of when they get told, we'll give you $30 million for every $200 million that we make, to we're releasing it on streaming, so box offices are different, you won't get the same pay, it's all completely up in the air, we don't kind of know how it works. Yeah, a lot of the contracts... When that decision had been made, a lot of those contracts were made, you know, prior to a global pandemic changing the face of cinema. And mm. I kind of see where Chris Nolan is coming from on this, because he was very outspoken when this news originally dropped, wasn't it? He? He, was like, he, was, is- he was possibly the biggest driving force of the other side, because I think if it was any smaller directors, I think it wouldn't have really mattered. Like, Waterford's don't give a shit. Like, yeah. if you're like Johnny who has one film and is bringing out <laughs> next year and has made them no money, they're like, okay, well, we're just going to do this anyway. But Christopher Nolan's the cash cow. And yeah, he's he the household like, name. Like he's the household name. He's probably top three most famous directors in the world. So he kind of puts his hand up and goes, like, "Guys, this is bullshit. I don't want to do this." And then the, everyone at Warner Bros. I think everyone just freaks out because they're like, "We've pissed off Christopher Nolan," but they can't do anything about it. Yeah, and like he's in this situation where his career is not ruined if Warner Brothers, you know, won't work with him again. But now I feel like he's just twisting the knife because he's like, and I'm done. I'm excited. I'm interested to hear what he's actually said. Uh, well, he he's um, he's doing an atomic bomb movie, and that's his next big project. And so originally, um, this was going to be obviously done with Warner Brothers, and they had worked with him in collaboration to be like, this is Christopher Nolan's next big project. It's gonna. Like, every few years he has a, a new take, whether it's Interstellar or Tenet or whatever. But, like, yeah. he's like, this is my next big thing. We're going to make it for $400 million. We're going to make a billion dollars. Everybody's laughing. I love but film. I love, cin- I love, I love physical I love film. Cin- 
I love when Phillips go backwards and forwards. <laughs> palindromes, he said. <laughs> but, um, the Dark Knight but, Rises uh, is actually a palindrome for the Joker. <laughs> not, not a lot of people know that. Yeah, sorry, but that's was, oh, true. I'm thinking of anagrams <laughs> in my head. I fucked up the joke. <laughs> no, I think it's funnier if the Dark Knight Rises is a palindrome. <laughs> you read it back. No letters are right. <laughs> um, so he has decided that he's bringing his next movie, an atomic bomb film that we don't really know much about at the minute, but it is in the works. Mm-hmm. He's going to be going over to Universal to oh. do this film. So Universal are like the smaller soccer team that have gotten Ronaldo. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay then. <laughs> Cool. That's ridiculous. Okay, so now look, we say Universal are like the smaller, it's like, like no, they're no, owned but by in comparison, Comcast, but yeah, oh yeah, like Universal are billionaires as well. But in regards to you have Disney and Warner Brothers, and then yeah. it's kind of like a, there's a bit of a gap, and then you've sold a Universal, all of them. It's it no, it, it like Universal are winning big here because they just get Christopher Nolan and everything that comes along with that. Um, mm. Now, obviously, like. A lot of the the royalties and you know any anything made from digital downloads or DVD sales or anything of Christopher Nolan's movies by contract that all probably stays with Warner Brothers, but Universal are going to have the next Christopher Nolan movie that they are able to release, presumably in cinemas only. <laughs> Oh, and to really hammer that, I want to just remind you what Christopher Nolan said, because it wasn't just he came out and said, oh, this is, I don't really like the idea that we're doing a streaming service now. Mm. He, this is his exact quote. Some of our industry's biggest filmmakers and most important movie stars went to bed the night before thinking they were working for the greatest movie studio and woke up to find out that they were working for the worst streaming service. <laughs> I forgot that quote, but it's a fucking good quote. <laughs> <laughs> he, he then went on to say, um, they don't know what they're losing. Their decision makes no economic sense, and even the most casual Wall Street investor can see the difference between disruption and dysfunction. Um, so, Sean, he came out hard, and I think Warner Brothers, they must have been trying to do a lot of PR over the last few months, but it, I think the, the, at this point the trend was cut. That it was going to be game over regardless. Yeah, and it like, and the, the streaming service he's referring to there is HBO Max. Yes, um, where everything is going, and there's a, you know, there's stuff on HBO Max, but it still feels like it's just kind of there, and that's what that's Warner Brothers' streaming service. Like that's it. Um, it do, it it hasn't reached. Netflix or Amazon Prime or Disney Plus levels of oh here that's a, that's a that's a good source for content you know I think my question is that with Christopher Nolan Nolan making the jump will this be the start of a lot of directors maybe looking well if Christopher Nolan's left he's jumping off the ship maybe we could jump off the ship as well maybe. Um, because a lot of people weren't happy with the news when it came out. Um, it's just less money. <laughs> like people like money, and if you say I'll give you thirty million, then you turn around half with three. Like I'm only going to give you ten. You're like, well, I had thirty, and now I only get ten. I'm angry. 
Yeah, like I don't, I, I, I don't know how much like jumping ship there'll be, but I think like Warner Brothers as a brand will might be slightly less attractive, you know. Because if you were to go on into like a meeting in Warner Brothers and you meet Christopher Nolan on the way up, you'd be like, "Oh, okay, I'm, I might stick around here." But if you go to a meeting in Warner Brothers and they say, "This would be great for our streaming service," and Todd Phillips is there, and he's the only one left, Oscar-nominated director Todd Phillips, <laughs> Oscar winner, eh? <laughs> uh, no, nominated. I think it won for like soundtrack, or yeah. Something. But not Todd. I'm not giving that to Todd. That's not Todd. Ah, <laughs> uh, Todd put all the pieces together. Todd is the puzzle master in this scenario. He's Geppetto. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> I hate Todd. <laughs> the um, but look, I, 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 I'm. I think Christopher Nolan will still be Christopher Nolan at the end of all of this as well. He he'll make some like grandiose self-loving film in like five years that'll be like above our brain cells that we can't figure out but I'm assuming it'll be a palindrome they're all palindromes Sean it's, all, it's in insomnia as well if you turn insomnia backwards same thing it, is it? Is it no yeah. it doesn't it, sta- it, it ends with an A and it starts with an I <laughs> moving on <laughs> that's what I used to do in English class when I got when I failed <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to move on, miss, honestly. Oh, so <laughs> pass me by. We're moving on to, we've got rumours, we've got hearsay, we've got just generally one of the worst rumours I've ever heard, but oh. also, it's some, there's a lot of rumours every week that I have to kind of sift through, because it's always like people just throwing shit out there. Yeah. But sometimes I come across a rumour that is so breathtakingly bad that I have to go, Sean, wait till I tell you. <laughs> okay. It's like, oh, oh, Sean, you're going to love this one. <laughs> because we have DC's Legion of Doom movie. Um, they are planning a Legion of Doom movie, Sean. But who's going to be in the Legion of Doom? A bunch of bad guys. Oh, yeah. What bad guys do you get, Sean? Well, what if I told you no. that currently they are hoping to unite? Unite Jared. Leto and his Joker and Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor that's horrendous that's actually terrible there's never been a more unpleasant pairing on screen I would say they took, they, I think the word is unpleasant. Just like they took them from one movie, you're like, well, who else do we have that nobody wants to watch? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll throw him in as well. But but those are like ostensibly the same character because they're both just weird, arrogant lunatics. Mm. Like one, just one wears face paint. Now look, here's the thing. I mean, the rumors going around are that Warner Brothers are now in talks to bring back Jesse for his Lex Luthor, and to pair him up with Jared. Now, there's no confirmation on this. There's no kind of confirmation. So, at this stage, I, this is why I always introduce it as hearsay and rumour. Yeah. Could be absolute bollocks. But it's also bollocks that is such a bad idea that it's funny. And I just think it's very Warner Brothers to be like, I think we've cracked this. <laughs> now, I think we've nailed it. Do you know what will get this film made, though? is if they announce Zack Snyder directing. Oh, shit. Because oh, the army of Zack Snyder stands 
will mobilise and will get this piece of shit put into production. (laughs) (laughs) I think a Legion of Doom movie on its own also is a bit weird. Like, the Legion of Doom are, you know, they're all about Doom, Sean. I mean, the Suicide Squad at least are bad guys, but they're, they're trying to save something even though they have bobs in their heads but they're like save the world yeah whereas Legion the Legion of Doom, of Doom just out to cause <laughs> havoc so you're just doing a movie where we're just on the other side of the world like guys we're gonna fucking blow up the Justice League oh everyone everyone gather in this is how we're gonna beat Superman like but the Legion of Doom as well like they're not they're they're quite puppet mastery themselves you know like it's Let's get all the supervillains together and make a plan. But they're not out there robbing banks themselves or anything no, like that. No, no. The Legion like, of Doom are more like grandiose, let's try and take over the universe. Yeah. Like, and like Lex Luthor as like, you know, Jeff Bezos kind of dude. Like, mm. he, he, he works quite well in the Legion of Doom. And I could see that being an interesting version of, uh, an interesting film to watch if it was like, you know, his basically kingpin in Daredevil. Like, they, that's a character that is doing bad things, but we empathize with him. We see where he's coming from, things like that. If you did that with Lex Luthor, that's interesting. But I don't want to watch Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor doing that. No, I think that's a, just the social older, network. No, I think. <laughs> <laughs> bring Andrew Garfield back in <laughs> bring him back um, I, yeah, I think this movie works a lot better just I think Legion of Doom as you were saying works a lot better if Lex Luthor the character is older and he's just the smartest person in the room and then when the Joker comes in like Lex is always able to manipulate everyone and he can't figure out this guy whatsoever yeah absolutely and if they had, and I know this is what the internet's been saying for years, but and I think even keep Jared Leto's Joker, but if you had like Brian Cranston as Lex Luthor, it's yeah, a like much an old different Lex dynamic. Luthor who has ran for president multiple times and maybe been president, and now he's like stepped down from president after his eight year stint. And he's, like, still evil. Like, he's still got his hand in all these pies. And yeah. he's like, okay, guys, we're bringing the Legion of Doom together. The Justice League are getting out a hand. Like, the Legion of Doom are there to be like, we need to do PR to say that the Justice League are terrible. And if we can get Amanda Waller on our side, she will turn against them. And then we'll get all of the plaudits So like, the Justice League gets shut down. Get that space shuttle in the fucking... Get, get that turned down, like, closed off. Nobody's allowed up there. Yeah. And that, yeah, and it, it also works better when you have a complete Justice League for them to fight against. But. I mean, yeah, I, th- I think your best uh, idea is watching the Justice League animated show, <laughs> if you like the idea of this. Um, yeah. Just, but I, I think, th- just to go back to the general idea, if you're doing a Legion of Doom movie, this also means... Now, I'm going mm-hmm. to try and say this slowly, Sean, just so we understand what the... The level that we're talking here. This means the Zack Snyder's Justice League. This is technically a spin-off of that because (laughs) Jared and Jesse are in that universe with Ben Affleck. 
and yes. Ezra Miller. So it's still technically the Snyderverse. That this is true. And I would like to raise one more point, which is that generally you would need more than two people in a legion. Yeah, so, and all the bad guys have been thrown into the Suicide Squad. Who's left? Uh, Black Manta, I guess, from Aquaman. Black Manta, yeah, he's a good show. Whoever um, uh, Mark Strong was in Shazam. No, oh, he's dead. What was his, no, he dead? Did he die? I don't know. I forget a lot of that movie. <laughs> Mark Strong's great, though. Like Mark Strong. But Mark Strong's great. Just, I can't remember his name or I if got, he died. I... <laughs> That is that is worrying died. for the primary I, villain. No, I I think he died. I think, although did, was Shazam be about that ripping a man? Maybe all the the weird demons inside him went away. Maybe Doctor Savannah. Oh yeah, everyone's favorite. Uh, Doctor Thaddeus Savannah, his Shazam's arch nemesis, apparently. Of course. And apparently, he was in a mid credit sequence in Shazam. Then he wasn't dead. Unless they left his death for right till the end. (laughs) The end he just gets shot. That's so bad that we can't remember that. We do this show, but it it seems like so long ago. That was was pre-pandemic. We were different people. We were different people. We were happier. That was around Christmas time of 2019, surely. Oh, man. So, Sean, if you're going to throw a Legion of Doom movie together, you got Jesse, you got Jared, you got Black Manta, you've got... Probably Zoom, um, from yeah. the Flash movie. Um, you got oh, uh, <laughs> who's left? Uh, a cheetah? I, I mean, throw a cheetah in there. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Uh, actually, Maxwell Lord would have been quite good in the Legion of Doom. Yeah, I, I think you're just going to have to go through every villain you've done, and whoever's alive, oh, throw them in. Let's add Black Mask. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Fuck. Ewan would have been a good one. He would have, we would have had him back. Would have been great. Ewan, Victor's Do we have Zaz? Oh, no. Do we oh, have Zaz? Oh. Oh, we've gone, we've gone so it's far. It's so bad, right? That we can't remember what happened to Strong in Shazam, but we knew Victor Zaz was in Birds of Prey. Yep, and then you can never be used in universe again now. Oh, I love Victor. Um, Sean, is this the worst idea that Hollywood have ever come up with? Uh, I mean, it's no bodyguard reboot, let's be honest. Did they ever, did someone do a survey and it came back positive that an audience would be into this? I feel like this, this has same energy of like that crowd of people that wanted New Mutants to come out. <laughs> it's, like, it's not going to be any way good. But <laughs> might be fun. Might be fun. I I think that's the shit house take of like, so look, could be shit, but we'll get an, like an hour and a half over. Just let's watch this studio burn to the ground. <laughs> um, we're going to move on to our next piece of news, Sean, and it's about Netflix, and they are acquiring the rights to another one of our favorite properties oh. um, in the recent week because. We know that there's a movie based around this already coming out. But sure, Netflix have bought Roald Dahl's entire catalogue, including Willy Wonka. Um, oh. This includes, you may you have James and the Giant Peach, 
the BFG, Fantastic yeah. Mr. Fox, Matilda, which is what I'm saying to you, Sean, is we're getting remakes of all of these movies if Netflix have bought the rights. So Matilda, classic childhood film, a lot of nostalgia Can't go there. Wrong. Remake it. Uh, remake it, but worse. Fantastic Mr. Fox, Wes Anderson masterpiece. Get rid of I it. I didn't really like Fantastic Mr. Fox. Did you not? It's, but... <laughs> Wait, am I taking a vial of dogs? That wasn't Wes Anderson. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Fantastic. Fantastic Mr. Fox was the one with the weird animation. And yeah, it's Clooney. like claymation. It's class. Yeah, no, I didn't... I just didn't gel with it. Maybe it was the mood I was in in the day in the cinema. I, it was Wes Anderson. That that might be why you didn't gel with it. It could have been too I, I, I turned up... If there was, I turned up and was like, I'm not a fan of this style. I wasn't into it. Now... And then, but it got five stars everywhere. And I remember coming out going, maybe I'm dumb. Maybe I just <laughs> maybe I don't know something. anything about film. <laughs> well, that's true. That is definitely true. But about, they, go on. We just we had a James and the Giant Peach. Like I want to say five years ago, but I know it's like fifteen. Didn't Spielberg do a BFG movie? He did like, indeed five years ago. Yeah, and the witches. That was another good one. Yeah, so they've bought the whole rights to all of Roald Dahl's stories. So we know that there's already a prequel for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory coming out with Timothy Chalamet playing young Willy Wonka. Um, And that seems like a good idea. Everybody wants that. But now Netflix are probably going to do another movie based off of the normal timeline, not the prequel timeline. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So they will have three, technically. What, like, in terms of style then, what would it be similar to? Because I I, I feel for a Netflix thing, it can't be, you know, Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka, for example. Mm. And I don't feel it'll be, a, I feel the, the Timothy Chalamet one will be far more artsy uh, than Netflix might be willing to do so it's just going to be a standard what if what if it's not even a movie though what if it's a series i just literally came across just as you said those words i have found a sentence in this article that has blown my mind because netflix already has several roald dahl based projects in the pipeline including a television series based on the on the world of charlie and the chocolate factory which is to be helmed by Jojo Rabbit and Tor Love and Thunder no. director Taika Waititi. Taika? They have He's coming they... in to do a series with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. How much are they paying him? Oh, he's a busy man. <laughs> so he busy. He has so many plates spinning. The I'm conflicted. Because I don't mm. give a shit about the world, but I'm really interested <laughs> to see what he does about it. And also, I think that he could do Roald Dahl well. Like, that weird world. Like, my favourite bits of the Johnny Depp, Charlie the Chocolate Factory, is when it gets so dumb and weird yeah. that, like, you have to laugh. And, I mean, we've already talked about our favourite scene on this show so many times where he's like, 
if you go if you leave that door I won't be here when you come back and then the, the kid young Charlie goes like the whole house is gone that's Ripped like out of the so terrace. dumb it's brilliant it's, um, it's one of the funniest but, things I ever saw or like, or like something so small as um, all the dolls they all go on fire when they all turn up and then later in the tour they go around and there's like the doll hospital and he's like this is only recently set up yeah um, today it's like so stupid and weird and or else him going papa Father, <laughs> whenever someone says something about parents, Chris, yeah, Christopher Lee is his dad. He's a dentist. Like I think Taika in that vibe, I think that's right up his alley. I think he could thrive there. Maybe, maybe but like th- when they say exploring the world around Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, is that just Weird like PR? Yeah, is like miserable wartime Britain kind of a thing that they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you just get really into how poor the buckets are yeah. like they're so fucking it's, poor man it's a prequel series about how all of the grandparents met <laughs> and we just slowly watch them grow old like an up <laughs> yeah it gets really sad and then Charlie comes in with a, a golden ticket and then the no. series ends and then, Char- then it cuts to Charlie and he's like just skidding bones like they get an actor but they do like uh, when Christian Bale did that movie, like, <laughs> like they just the make him lose like a hundred pounds. <laughs> you can just see his insides. He's like, I'm so hungry. <laughs> Somebody give me food. Yeah, what if he, yeah, he's like, he's skin and bones and he eats chocolate for the first time and the sugar rush oh, gives shit. him a heart attack. <laughs> and then the, fa- Grandpa the rest Joe, of- Yeah, Grandpa Joe gets out of the bed. He's about to walk. Legs, metamorph, uh, not metamorphs. Atrophy. <laughs> That's the one. Has set in and his legs just completely collapse underneath him and he's just in a heap and he just yeah. breaks all of his bones. Everybody's in a bits, basically. And, and then Mr. Bucket just like gasolines the whole place and throws a man. <laughs> Charlie's just, or uh, Willy Wonka's just dancing down the street, <laughs> just he, introducing the kids. He's just like at the gates checking his watch, being like, where? Where's the fifth one? They're like wheeling in Augustus Gloop, he's so big, he can't stand up. Now, what if... Okay, because you got to modernise it. You know, set it. 2021, okay? Oh, shit, okay. Can't can't put a golden ticket in a chocolate bar, some thick child will choke on it. So, Mm -hmm. what do you do? It's a QR code. There's a tie-in app that viewers can then download... (laughs) And scan chocolate bars. <laughs> and, and Charlie doesn't have a phone. So he's yeah. just sitting on the winning QR code. And, yeah. And he, he, how, how, how's he going to do it? How's he going to do it? How's he going to get it? So what he does, he asks someone to scan it for him. You know, like a, a random passerby. Yeah. And they see it's a winner. And so Charlie beats the man to death. And like oh, grabs shit. the phone, yeah, and eats him because he's so hungry. Like yeah, Charlie's a bit starving. of a cannibal. Like he's not, he's been, like he's not full cannibal, but he's he's fucking hungry. Like he's been eating boiled cabbage soup for his entire <laughs> life, <laughs> and he's just ravenous. He gets home and he's ravenous, blood everywhere. <laughs> I think I have the ticket. <laughs> and everyone watches in horror, and then they slowly look at each other, and then they eat Charlie. <laughs> Not much bones. Not much meat. 
Just bones of that little lad. Just, oh, oh, but he had a full belly before he went, though. <laughs> Tyka, do that movie. Then you'll make money. <laughs> do that series. This all takes yeah. place in a 14-episode series. I mean, look, that's a terrible idea. But also, mm. at the same time, um, do you think that there's an audience for this? Or, like, I do think... Matilda being remade is a horror show just for the sole fact that that movie I think everyone kind of looks at it go, goes you did pretty well yeah. I would just leave it that's pretty perfect yeah I'm not big on that one like James and Giant Peach and BFG and whatever like do what you want with that um, BFG I can actually see being a series where they go on like little adventures together um, but not Matilda I'm not interested in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory anymore but Fantas- that's the big name. That that that's the yeah, that's the Roald Dahl everyone knows. Um The Twits sounds horrifying because you watch <laughs> two miserable people and then a load of birds make them crush themselves to death. Yeah. Yeah. But then Charlie comes in, he's like, this is not the most horrifying thing I've seen this week. Lads, <laughs> I've eaten a man. This is not the most horrifying thing I've done this week, folks. <laughs> and, and then Willy Wonka's still dancing down the street beside them. <laughs> ha, kids, come okay, on what, in. What if it's a series? They do a series and it's like, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes of mm-hmm. like little stories from each of the books. That's a good idea. Uh, that would happen, but that's no. a good idea. It's like, uh, yeah, have you seen the Ballad of Buster Scruggs? Which yes. Is, yeah, it's like that, but with Roald Dahl. Print money. It's it writes itself, lads. It writes itself. Um, okay, we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean. And this is something that might interest you, because oh. it is about Marvel... Marvel shit, I think oh. <laughs> I would like to describe it as. Um, <laughs> very I think okay. I should ke- keep it to Hero Zero, just the feud. Otherwise, uh, I become Otherwise, an unreliable source. <laughs> you, you you get a certain level of bias when you start talking shit about one yeah, company as no. a joke. Yeah, I, I, I called Warner Brothers share they're on. Yeah, but not DC specifically. Yeah, fair enough. They are also shit. Okay, so <laughs> moving on. I don't like nothing. <laughs> don't, don't show me nothing. Um, so, Young Avengers, Sean, and oh. the West Coast Avengers movies could be coming before Avengers 5. This is rumour. And Ooh. hearsay, Sean. And hearsay, together at last. Yes. Um, the, but, 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 like, is... Is that not... How is... This is a bigger issue. But is that news? Like, oh, this this might happen. <laughs> like, So the news is that the idea that they want to get the Young Avengers film and the West Coast Avengers movies out before Avengers 5 comes out. Right, okay, so maybe they want a bigger... A big old team-up kind of deal. A, bi- a big old team-up. And so, I mean, you've got the Young Avengers there who have their own series in um, comic books, and it just makes sense. I mean, Teen Titans were big, so Young Avengers are there. It's just a whole thing of you get an adult team, and then we got to have a, a younger team that the teenagers can tune in to read about. Makes sense. West Coast Avengers I don't know as much about. I'm just assuming they're an <laughs> Avengers the, team on the West Coast. Yeah, they're in, like, California and Washington and all that stuff. Um, like, a couple of notable members, like Hawkeye, 
you have War Machine. Uh, he's a founding member. Um, and then, like, uh, the I, they have Scarlet Witch and Vision are two of their main, like, recruits that they had. Oh, shit. So after okay. one division and stuff like that, could make a lot of sense to give those characters kind of a new team, a fresh start. Um, and also, I've just Googled a list just to help refresh my memory a bit. Um, US Agent is in there. Uh, you also have Moon Knight getting a Disney Plus series coming up. So they are kind of falling into place a little bit. Um, and, for example, with the Young Avengers, I mean, you've got um, Speed and Wiccan, yeah. who ha- were bought in uh, One Division already. They're Scarlet Witch's children. Uh, you've got Kid Loki. I think he was rumoured to be thrown in there from the Loki series, one of the variants. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a, that's a bit iffy, but it's just another kid that they have. No, but he's about um, the same age as Speed and Wiccan's actors were, so... That's true. Know, like four that or five true. years when a movie gets made. In terms of the Young Avengers, then, like I always assumed that Ms. Marvel was in that, and then you also had, say, Florence Pugh's Yelena would be in that. Or am I uh, completely off? The, you, the ages are a little off there. Like Florin, like Yelena is always like kind of twenties ish in the comics. Okay. Um, and the uh, Miss Marvel, I think, I think she kind of toes the line, depending on who's writing her. Um, you also, but, oh, you also have sorry. Um, you also have uh, Haley Steinfield in. She's taken over the role of Anna yeah. Hawkeye. In the Hawkeye series, Kate Bishop. and you also have you also have Ironheart now. You do, and also Patriot, who might be already in the MCU. Isaiah Bradley's grandson. Yes, in the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. So th- there's there, there's quite a few like members that are already just there, you know, um, and it's just a matter of gathering them together. So what uh, Kevin Feige has said is that they want a reasonable amount of time from the end game to start a new saga. So this could be very comic booky in terms of they have this massive storyline ends in end game. That's the cutoff point, and then they just like put out stories that are kind of feelers, just like setting teams up loosely here and there. Do a few of. West Coast Avengers, Young Avengers films, you, ha- you have set up in all these Disney Plus series, and then maybe you wait the extra year before you bring them all back together. And then when you bring them, because you don't want to do, if they did another Avengers movie now, like it would be big, but, but if you wait another year, it'll be even bigger. Yeah, it's not Endgame big. Like, like, you don't want to burn everybody out on the big... Fo- like, you can't get bigger than Endgame, so you can't... There's no point in trying. All, unless, unless, you get you do West Coast Avengers. You do a Young Avengers. Civil then War. An X-Men <laughs> movie. Or... And you do Avengers versus X-Men. Fuck. And then, at the end of that movie... Fantastic Four. I was going to say Fantastic Four. I was going to, I, Fantastic Four is a good shout. I was going to say the Silver Surfer shows up. Right. And it's Galactus. And they all got to work together. Yeah. Oh, because the big cloud has come in. The now, fog. He's, he's not a big cloud, technically. 
technically. No, he is a big, big clown in the comic books. Isn't no, he's he? not. He's not at all. I watched. I watched Rise of the Silver Surfer, two thousand and five. I watched that was, two weeks ago. He was made of fog, Sean. He was made of fog in the film, and it's a travesty. Yeah, but right. Oh, is that not right? He's a big purple man. Oh, right, right, right. I think so I, in a I previous universe, there was a man called <laughs> Gallon. Okay. <laughs> I think I once said to you when we were talking about that film, I would have just walked around with a small shiv, just like shiv in the fog. Every so <laughs> I'm going to get him eventually, lads. I'll hit the core of this fog and we'll be grand. <laughs> you can't fight fog. Can't even see him. He's everywhere, but he's nowhere. Yeah, you you you, you try to hit him and you missed. Exactly. Oh, well done. Very Thanks. good. Thanks. Um, Sean, do you think that... A West Coast Avengers movie will confuse people rather than just doing a Young Avengers film. I think that's easier for people to understand. Uh, I think... See, I don't know, because, like, we, we t- there's enough characters now, and people are familiar with them, that you can split off into different groups, like with West Coast Avengers. And you, that, that way you get pairings that you might not have gotten before. Like, Wasp is in West Coast Avengers as well. Um... So it'll be interesting to see her hang out with people outside of the Ant-Man franchise, you know? Yeah. I I do think that it might water it down a lot if they bring out Young Avengers, or uh, West Coast Avengers. And I think people will just see the name Avengers and will just assume this is an Avengers film and then they'll be like, where's Spider-Man? I don't understand. I, I like not. him in these films. But it works in the comics. It does. It does. I I do think that once you put the Avengers name on something, though, it'll just, in people's heads, be the next Avengers film, regardless. But isn't it, though? Like, if it's all connected to in the universe and all the stories will have an impact on each other, it, it, it doesn't matter what the team is called. It's just a team-up movie. Just call them all Civil War. Have them all punch it. I, I also don't think they'll call it West Coast Avengers. No. I, They'll probably call it Avengers LA or something like that. Oh, that's worse. Yeah, it's <laughs> much worse. <laughs> but definitely that's what they'll do. Avengers um, 90210. <laughs> Hawaii 5-0. Avengers. Hawkeye 5-0. I love it. Oh, Chris, Chris O'Donnell would be so good in that show. Get him in on the Avengers. <laughs> As Robin. As Robin. Um, so, shall we're moving on to our next piece of news. Now... This is just um, an interview with one of the actors from a very famous franchise, but Fast and Furious, Sean, mm. they've done everything. They've, I mean, they've done cars, they've done vroom vrooms, they've done vroom vrooms that have gone man- magnetic, we've done world domination, we've done robberies, we've done a hundred deaths that should have been deaths but weren't deaths. But Sean, where do we go from here? They went to space in the last yeah. one. We've got 10 and 11 coming up. And someone asked Sung Kang, who plays everyone's favourite, Han, who, if you remember correctly, defeated death as well. And (laughs) someone asked him, where can you go from here? What's next for these films? And he said, I'd like to see the Fast films, at least one of them, go rated R, Sean. Oh, wild to me that they're not rated R already, but I get it. Uh... So, does that mean just like, because what what do you gain from that in a fast film? Just people would actually get hurt? 
I, yeah, I feel like the fast films work off the fact that nobody gets harmed. Like there's no blood. Is the st- like is the start of seven the one where rock the rock falls from a skyscraper like thirty floors, but then he lands on a car, and in their world a car is a cushion. Like a real big mattress. Yeah, like it crumples you, around you and gives you a hug. Yeah, like, and it just hugs you and it catches you. But really, he smashes into that car, he's dead. But he smashes and he just like kind of shakes it off, like rubs the glass off his shoulder. Like, oh man, that was weird. <laughs> okay, I'm fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't... Unless because it's the last one. They just Kill go, people. <laughs> this is how, like their final destination, the whole thing. And it's just like really <laughs> horrible deaths that they all have to endure. Like Tyrese Gibson is laughing, like I'm never gonna die, and just decapitated <laughs> immediately. Like really gruesome. Just put an end to the frat, like kill it. Just like that's it, no more. <laughs> Ludacris trying to say something like he's trying to say, guys, this is a bad idea, and he's like halfway through the sentence, and then someone just snipes him in the, in the back of the head. Oh fuck, John Ludacris! <laughs> just really senseless killings, and like then if you want to continue it after that. Just do Fast and Furious, but in hell. Oh, good. Yeah. Hot Wheels, call it. Hot Wheels. Put it yes. in the Hot Wheels movie. Put it in the Hot Wheels. They have to. They have to duel the devil in like oh, a, a, a drag in like a race scenario because it's. He's fast got and Cuban Nos, does he? He's got Cuban. He's got uh, hell Nos. Uh, hell Nos. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, I was trying yeah. to think of any other word for hell. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but and then at the end of it they get like a golden fiddle and then they have to <laughs> <laughs> oh Vin Diesel would shred that fiddle he'd shred yeah. that fiddle all day and it's this hidden talent he's had the whole time yeah. and eventually they're comfortable in hell because they're with their family but what but why he's playing like every car park just keeps landing on top of him and he's just still fucking playing like he just is not phased by the car parks Doesn't no matter. not at all the, uh, they just help him keep time at this rate. Uh. <laughs> Sean, do you think a Fast and Furious movie would work being R-rated? Seen as though they make a whole bunch of money just doing real weird PG-13, nobody ever gets harmed. Yeah, I think they're not changing that formula Like at this point. No. like Maybe early doors they would have been like, oh, maybe we'll try this. Make it the adult car movie, but now, no. They would be mad to change that. Like, I, yeah, I think, I think if they want to keep printing money, they just they haven't changed it in like seven movies. So why change it now? And they've got ten and eleven coming up. They're the last two. I think they're gonna leave it. They'll just make it as batshit insane as the rest of them, but like no consequences. I think if you go to that movie expecting consequences, like you would in an R-rated movie, the movie's only ten minutes long. Like, yeah, it's, it's they're over. all dead in the intro. Yeah, like they're all they're all just immediately dead, and then you're like, oh, they didn't stop the bomb. Jo- okay, what if like first, uh, like at the end of Fast and Furious Eleven, all of the injuries that they should have received happened to them at once, like a oh, Dorian shit. Gray situation. <laughs> <laughs> they all just collapse in pain. Kind of just writhing around, bones shattered, <laughs> turned to liquid inside them. <laughs> <laughs> we're in a very violent mood today I think I think we're just like try, we try to make shows our TV our movies better but just as batshit like R rated as possible I think it's because we talked about that Legion of Doom movie 
and yeah. ever since just have a blood Pisses curse. off. Yeah, I, I I see. I would like that movie to also involve Jared and Jesse just being blown up. Um, maybe just or Batman just beating them to death. Because <laughs> yeah, and that Batman would. That he Batman would no. He'd would. shoot them. He'd never beat them. He'd shoot them to death. <laughs> wouldn't dirty his gloves. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't get my blood, your blood on my gloves, or PGs to the face. <laughs> That's what you deserve. The um, um, which to be fair, they would get that in the Fast and Furious universe. They would. They would. So, shall we move on to our next piece of news? And this involves Thomas Hardy. Um, so he will be starring in Venom Two, and he set the rumor mill a running shot. Because oh, he was putting out Spider-Man No Way Home. He, um, he was seen spotted wearing a Spider-Man No Way Home hat. Then he de- he quickly deleted that post, even though he posted himself. Which, I love the fact that now agents and PR teams are 100% like, post it and Do then it. delete it. And then people will think you're trying to hide something. Rather than, we're definitely promoting this shit. Yeah, he knows enough. Like, Tom Hardy is presumably a fairly sensible man who would be like oh okay i probably shouldn't reveal this if i've been told not to have you ever tried to accidentally post something on like there's so many buttons you have to (laughs) repeatedly click through arrows to get to the actual post yeah it's i would love if on that post as well he had like a really long like (laughs) description written underneath it yeah like he had put time and effort into it a soliloquy <laughs> he had written yeah, a few of my poems from the last week. <laughs> yeah, and they're just like, no, get rid of it. Get rid of it now. So he's been putting out feelers, and then at the same time, he's cu- he's currently doing a bit of the PR work for the Venom films. And he's like, um, yeah, it's really hard for me and the guys in the Venomverse. We came together under Sony, and that's who we work for. That's who we run with. That's our team. And obviously, we just look at it as creatives and say, look at all these things we could play with, but really have to establish ourselves as somebody, and then maybe in Venoms later on, after we're established, we can explore that world more um, and continue with our Venomverse, is what he has said, Sean. So his idea is establish Venom as the big draw, then bring in the little draws, like Spider-Man, and mm. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> those, those little draws that people are always talking about. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, he's putting out a lot of feelers, is what I'm saying. Tom, Tom's working hard on this, because he wants Tom Holland to also be in the next one. Yeah. Oh, now, and th- this is... I, I, I occasionally say things on this show so that I can refer back to them later in case I'm right. So Is he in No Way Home? Is he in No Way Home? Here's the mm-hmm. thing. Do you know that scene that we all think is the lizard where a big yes. shadowy figure claws at Spider-Man oh, in some kind of dimensional gate? Now, yes. What if that is Thomas Hardy's Venom? Shit. Okay. Um, it, Venom's in the Sinister Six. Sometimes. Correct? Sometimes. Not, not all the time. So they not already have the kind of six lined up. Is he going to be in this movie helping? Is it going to be Andrew Garfield, Tom McGuire, Tom Holland, and Tom Hardy against and the Sinister Six? And Topher Grace. <laughs> and Topher's back. They brought Topher back. Because it's a Venomverse. He's praying to God to kill Peter Parker. God's not big on that, it turns out. 
Do you think that he could be in this film? I nothing would surprise me. You Maybe know. for like a thirty second, very quick cameo. I mean, they wouldn't lose anything by showing a universe where Tom Hol- or Tom Hardy is there. Yeah, exactly. Like, and they have an agreement with Sony. I guess. Like, they have a relationship, a working relationship with Sony that I'm sure they could facilitate that if they really wanted to. Um, it's all a bit tinfoil hatty at the minute, but I did say mm. um, something that my friend said to me. It's like, wouldn't it be cool if they put Andrew Garfield back in the Sony-verse as that Spider-Man? So if they just both come over, it'll be fine. And so then you have Andrew Garfield in Tom, Har- uh, Tom Hardy's universe. Yeah. Okay, and so then Morbius is also in that universe. And the yes. Craven the Hunter film is also in that universe with yeah. Andrew Garfield. Yeah. That would. You I know think, what? That could work. That could work. I think Garfield's Spider-Man fits really well with Tom Hardy's Venom. And I think Garfield would be better at it now after the years away because I mean he's a really really good actor and I think he probably noticed some of the things he was doing back then he's like I could definitely do that differently now as like an older Spider-Man who's not as cocky yeah and like and Andrew Garfield isn't like that old either like he's what 30 or something so now yeah no he Andrew Garfield was 30 when the first film came out no he wasn't how old is he now yeah I suppose it was only a few years ago Andrew Garfield was older than Tobey Maguire was when in both their respective Spider-Man ones. Okay, Andrew Garfield is 38 years old now. That's still fine for, like, Spider-Man leading man kind of deal. As, like, a more mature, older Spider-Man. He's, he's been around a while. He's been around a while. Maybe he hung up the webs for a while. But then... Oh, we can't kill Gwen Stacy again. The perfect yeah. Spider-Man is Chris Pine in Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. Like, just let him play that version where he's just, like, the best. He's just never phased by anything. Everything just is just like, oh, I can know how to do it. I'm fine. I'm real tired, but I'm fine. I have no time for anything anymore, but I'm fine. <laughs> Look, I want you to say right now, Sean, yes or yeah. no, Tom Hardy in Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes. Yes, okay, right. Okay. Okay. Lock that in. Lock that in. Oh, Bookies. It's like the time Somebody I said Kang the Conqueror wouldn't show up and I was right. <laughs> <laughs> Every week you were like, he's coming. This is the week when Kang's been. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm excited for that movie to come out. I'm kind of getting really tired by all of the speculation about it, though. Oh, just bring it. Just just bring it out. For God's sake. I'm sick of talking about it. Just pause um, out of our misery. Just forgot. I think it's going to be cool, and I like yeah. things that are cool. It's going to be like <laughs> three me hours see it. long. Probably just fuck it. Inject it into my veins. <laughs> For God's <laughs> sake, um, Sean. We're finishing off Movie Mondays this week with a news story that is so. I think it's right up there with Jesse Eisenberg, and it's right up there with Jared Leto. And I think oh, you no. know what I'm talking about. Um, and it's the it's a certain casting news we had this week for. I would say the biggest video game character of all time. Definitely top two. Top three. Sonic. Um, Sonic. Definitely top three. I'll give that to you. But right up there beside him. Pikachu. (laughs) Super Mario, Sean. Um, The the plumber everybody loves. Name two things about him. 
Number Plum. one, plumber. Number two, yeah. Italian. Two tigs. Okay. Well, one of them, we can confirm nor deny you Chris Pratt isn't a plumber. But two, <laughs> he's definitely not Italian. Um, because the news this week is that Nintendo Super Mario Brothers, they have cast. They've got their castings down, Sean. Oh, and we've got... We, we, you know what this is? This is literally... They were looking for actors. And they just googled who's big in 2021 that we can get in to do this. Um, all very talented people. But it's very strange. Because Chris Pratt, everyone knows from Guardians of the Galaxy, has been cast as Mario. Anya yeah. Taylor-Joy from The Queen's Gambit, is Peach. Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny um, is in it. Jack Black is going to be in it as Bowser. Keegan-Michael Key is Toad. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. (laughs) (laughs) Sean, where do we start? Like, this is such a wild fucking choice. Like, what, what? First of all, Mario has a voice actor already to do the voices so why not just use him uh, it just it Charles Martinet I think it is yes yes and there uh, this is an animated movie as well like these aren't because yes. now it, look, it, oh it'd be even funnier it, it would I've, be even funnier if it wasn't the other if it was Chris Pratt playing Mario just as Chris Pratt and what is this movie going to be? Like, is it Save the Princess? So Jack Black kidnaps Anya Taylor-Joy. So, so Jack Black kidnaps <laughs> Anya Taylor-Joy and Charlie Day and Chris Pratt have to get her back. Is Charlie Day Luigi? Charlie Day is Luigi, yes. No, that's pretty spot on, actually. I don't mind that. <laughs> there's, I, was, I was saying this to Arla. There's one casting and one surprise that I want out of this movie it's one live action character just one human and I want Willem Dafoe to play Waluigi (laughs) and just go for it every scene he's talking into a mirror like as the Green Goblin I want Green Goblin commitment from Dafoe on this one but like he's Waluigi (laughs) Waluigi (laughs) <laughs> like I don't. This movie is just going to be a series of callbacks and references to other things. Like it I could don't, be Space Jam, yeah, uh, yeah. Space Space Jam: A New Legacy, Connor. Sorry, Space Jam: A New Legacy. Yes. And is it? Do they go through the Mushroom Kingdom and just punch blocks, or is it like one of the new Mario's where like, oh, he's in fucking space now? <laughs> I think you redo the nineteen ninety three film again. With Bob Same Hoskins. plot. Yeah. Same plot. Just fucking let's barrel through it again. See what happens. Animated this time. Yeah, animated. So the way it should have been. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Is there any more detail? Like, it, 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 it only just got announced and the cast list is what everyone is talking about. I don't know if there are any details on plot or anything like so that. So they don't have any details, like, they don't have the exact plot. I'm assuming if we go off every Mario thing ever, I, I think Peach is in trouble. I think she could be in for a bit of bother. And true. this is where Mario and Luigi come in 
because damn it the, the fact that they cast Charlie Day <laughs> I'm like damn it he's so good damn it I just I'll watch that man I like in Charlie. anything I don't care and I like Chris Pratt but I think in recent years he's just been doing a lot of like random act, generic action man number yeah, one movies been doing a lot of whatever um, yeah I like Jack Black as Bowser um, I think that's funny because I'm just oh Willem Dafoe as Waluigi has to be done now I'm just thinking of Jack Black as Bowser <laughs> and Willem Dafoe as Waluigi oh man like it's perfect so good. isn't it <laughs> um, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong as well yeah I don't know how much played like presumably they're going to do a reference to Donkey Kong at some point and that's what that is um, and then it just becomes Wreck-It Ralph um, this is although- just I don't I don't like the trend of casting famous people to do animated movies just for the sake um, of it like just for the sake of it and I'm not saying that none of these people are talented they're all very talented but there are people that specialize in this stuff and also as we've already mentioned there's a certain human being on the planet who always plays Mario and does the Mario voice in every single thing we ever see Mario in. And then they're like, yeah, but we're doing a movie now. What so someone, someone who knows a little bit more about acting like Mario. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the man who's played Mario for 40 years. Or we have Guardians of the Galaxy, Chris Pratt. <laughs> I think pro- I know who I'm going to pick. Like the promotion and the fucking... Like the press junket for this is going to be a nightmare. Because it's going to be a lot of people being like, I love video games. Oh, nerd. Oh, it's yeah. it's going to be horrendous. Like, yeah. No I'm, offense to Jack Septicai, but he's got to get on this. Jack, oh, Jack is doing several interviews. He's playing Mario Brothers with everyone. He, he's best friends with Reddles now. Right, That's Reddles. True. So yeah, he's, he's too up. big for us. He's too, too big altogether. Um <laughs> He's he's also friends with Matt Mercer, a very good voice actor. Uh, <laughs> the thing about it is, as well, is this the start of the Nintendo Cinematic Universe? Uh, I hope so. I think uh, we need extended universes for everything. What if? Marvel's what if? What if we had some kind of Sonic and then we get Mario Zelda. and we just put him at the Olympic Games? Oh fuck! I I threw in Zelda there, but no, you're right. That's Zelda. better. Yeah, Princess I, I, Zelda. I I think, um, I think yeah. You have Mario. You've got Sonic. They've got to get their teams together. Then you have a situation where Mario goes to the F1 circuit, and he's got to maybe somehow win. Well, like think about it. Like Sonic's crew with tails and knuckles, they're built for the Olympics. You know. Oh yeah. That's but true. You, Knuckles, you have, not maybe not so much. No, well, Knuckles boxing, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, like Mario, then needs to put a ragtag. It's dodgeball. Like you need this ragtag team of Joe Soap everymen against the elite athletes of the Sonic crew. And Sonic's a dickhead. Yeah. Like, he's so cocky. And James Marston is the coach. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. And Sonic's just like looking at that, like, look at this fucking idiot, a plumber. I'm an actual athlete. You're a part-time athlete, lad. Right? I, what do you do? Fixing sinks on the side. I train it every day. 
every single fucking day and, Mario's and Mario's like rushing the training like he's eating a roll in the fucking van <laughs> trying to get the train in between he's doing a job his hands on his fucking dungarees he's <laughs> like doing a job like oh, lad, I may turn up to the 100 meters now <laughs> that's why he gets Bowser he's just like nah we'll win on strength <laughs> um, Sean is this a good idea or a bad idea I think it's um, a bad idea bad idea Hollywood You've done well again. Hollywood, I, Hollywoods. It's just, I feel, it feels very, here's an IP, let's cash grab. Yeah. Um, and it's a shame because I actually kind of like all the people in it. Oh, yeah. But it could have got a lot worse if it was like people we didn't like. I think this could have been even worse than it was. And it, Jared that was Leto not as Toad. Oh, not good. Jesse Eisenberg's playing Peach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, we'll see what happens with that. I do not have high hopes. Will they do a tie-in game for it? That'll be interesting to see. 100%. Um, Sean, I think that's it for this week's Movie Mondays. What a week, Connor. Would you like me to take us out? Yes, please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. If you want to help out the show, do be sure to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. As we said, Mighty Ducks review will be up soon. Oh, we're all excited. We're all equally excited. (laughs) Um, And also, big shout outs to my podcast, Waffles and Mario Talk About Things, has been nominated for the first New Zealand Podcast Awards. Oh, that's my second podcast that I do. Uh, me yeah. and Chris Pratt <laughs> talk about things. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Waffles. That's um, Waffles. Are one of our favourite patrons. Well done, Waffles, for that. But also, I'm kind of peeved. We got looked over. Um, it's true. It must be quite easy to win the award. There's only like three podcasts in all of New Zealand. That's What's the story three people in all of New Zealand, if you ask me. Yeah. And look, Ireland. Do you know what the original name was? Old Zealand. You know, so we were here first. Is all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> we're not. We're not salty. We're not salty. But we not. we want an award. <laughs> so I'll make you an award, Connor. I'll make it out of big carton and a dinner plate. Uh, yes, for real. Congratulations, Waffles and Mario, uh, on the success. Thanks also. Congratulations, to Chris Pratt. Congratulations, and Waffles. <laughs> big payday coming in for Chris. Uh, thank you also to Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Roisin Shrodoshin Halley, Ryan Right Time Evanson, Sean Heroes Don't Do That Jameson, Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna Team Irish Walrus Helmroos. Whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. Uh, go Walrus. Flying V! Again! Flying W. Uh, Little Dicky, one was so beautiful he just wanted to punch his face. The other had a kick-ass mullet McGrew. Danny McLaughlin, Ray, I can't believe Wanda did this. And Sammy DeLucia. Thanks everyone for the continued support. Really, really appreciate it. Hope you enjoy the review when it does come out. And also link below is a merch store if you want to get any Heroes for Hire merch. To Twitter, at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is the number four. Facebook, Detective Divilments Discussion Group or Heroes for Hire Podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram, Heroes for Hire Podcast. But the best way you can ever help out the show is by telling one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Mean. And we shall see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.